Welcome to the Why Are You Here podcast, Australia's premier couples counselling podcast with me, Karen Debbie Cradle, PhD. Today on Why Are You Here, I'm giving you a little insight into my own past and issues I've encountered, as well as the processes I use with you. So I've invited my mentor, thesis supervisor and personal psychotherapist, Pessel Mervington, into the studio. And in this episode, we discuss therapy modalities and just what I'm trying to do when I sit down with you and your partner or partners, channeling my tantric energy or what's left of it, into your love relationship. So, Pessel, we always start with the question, why are you here? Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me, Karen Debbie. It's always always a pleasure to be asked back. When a when a student or mentee of mine wants more of me, that's how we know we're on the right path. Mm. Um, why am I here? I did think a lot. Why would Pessel be asked back? Pessel Mervington be asked to come speak to your listeners. And I think ultimately Everything that you are, in a way, is due to me, would you say? Well, I mean, largely, yes. You have been a feature in my life for nigh on 15 years, I'd say, and uh, a heavily influential one at that. Yes, and we made some, we made some breakthroughs with you that I really think... If we can bring that to everyone, wow, what a world. That's right. I mean, I I will be bringing it to everyone, but under your mentorship, mm. because I am legally required to have sessions with my own uh, psychotherapist. Isn't that right, Pessel? Absolutely. And you too have sessions with your yes. psychotherapist. Yes, a therapist without a therapist is is but a tree without roots. Truer words were never spoken. Truth, huh? What a fickle fiend. Ever-changing. Ever. And that ultimately is what psychotherapy is. Finding the truth within a compass which has lost its needle. Mm. A truth that, um, a subjective truth, because ultimately we can't find an objective truth. Wouldn't you say so, Pessel? Oh, absolutely. Objectivity. Objectivity. Objectivity is a brain, is a brain phenomenon, Mm. isn't it? But we're trying to reach through the brain, down into the heart, and that's where we find life and real truth and meaning. Mm, and and a solid pumping function. Ah, absolutely. Mm. Have you ever thought back to the sessions where we had the greatest breakthrough, where you were... Oh, 
look, the ones I remember, the ones that I recall from our, mm. our work together over many, many years, I would say the sand play. Sand play. Yes, the white sand that we would just sprinkle over your head. And as we sprinkled, we would say, Come out, it. Come out, it. And it came out. Oh, boy, did it come out. Wow. I don't think I've ever felt more connected to you than in those moments, Pestle. Yeah, I remember your ear just wanted to just leave your clothes on the floor. Just the way you touched my bald, sparkling head. Mm. The it did come out. Oh, <laughs> it was sort of bacchanalian, wasn't it? Mm. Bacchanalian, of course. Which, of course, comes back to the pure white Fijian sand. It would be foolish not to expect something not bacchanalian. Imported at $5 a gram. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate you um, investing so much in my sessions, both financially and uh, energetically. Oh. Oh, of course. And how it would take take all my energy. I was, of course, hospitalised um, on a few occasions, but... Mm. But that's what it... That's what the therapist must do for the client, right? Like Freud, Mm. when Freud was on his deathbed, he was unable to speak because he'd given all of his voice to the voiceless. And like me, that's how I wish to go, just surrounded. Empty, Uh an empty shell. 100% surrounded by my yolks. A conch shell. Mm Mm-hmm. What such that you might find on the sands of Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, of course, the conch shell that rests above my door, as of course you know. I do know that. There is a very um, ocean-like theme to your office. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's because the sea mm. has no sinning, as we know. A fish who eats another fish, that is not a bad thing. Whereas in this world, a human to eat another human figuratively is Mm. a bad thing. Yes. Yes, I think many of my clients come in here, come in here to the studio, hoping to regurgitate their partners per se, Mm -hmm. um, to to release, to release the, the, the skeleton of their partners after they've digested the flesh. Yes. But uh, what they don't realise is that I can't be responsible for their digestive habits. Of course. That's the biggest mistake of most therapists. You are not responsible for their habits. No. But... (laughs) Of course, you you in the past have taken on a lot of responsibility for my habits, sometimes sometimes following me around mm-hmm. during my 
day-to-day activities, um, just prodding me to, um, I don't know, act in a act in a way in accordance with the values that we decided together that I have. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, with you, with you, my stroke of genius, I think, was that I looked at you less of a therapist, client, and more of a mother with a disabled child. Are you talking about my inner child or are you the child? Oh, I was, in this analogy, I think, the mother and you, of course, the child oh. that I was caring for with reverence. Yeah. No, I do remember that kind of, um, that nurturing. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, several times I ended the session suckling at your your proverbial teat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Proverbial, yes. Sometimes um, actual. Mm. And, and as we know, the nipple, of course, is the gateway, ultimately, to the to the id. The nipple. Why? Why? And this, of course, was um, my honours thesis. Mm. Why the nipple? Why do men have nipples? Likewise. Women, humans, are the only animal who have constantly engorged breasts. All other animals mm. in, the, in the animal kingdom, their breasts engorge only when the animal is pregnant. Whereas humans, the human woman, constantly engorge breasts. Why? And of course the answer is that the nipple ultimately is the connection between human and the universe. If you wish to connect with someone on any sort of deep level, it is, of course, through the nipple. And any therapist would end a session with a circle. I haven't yet um, explored the vulnerability of nude therapy with my with any of my clients um i feel that that's a plane you can only reach after 30 odd years of practice and of course i have only had 15 mm-hmm. mm. yeah so a nude therapy gone wrong will of course do much more harm than the potential good However, a nude therapy gone right. <laughs> wow. Every client that walks through my doors, as they're standing under the conch, I think, just how quickly can we get the nude therapy? Usually it's a matter of minutes, isn't it? Minutes. Minutes. And, of course, the best nude therapy, like with yours, mm. comes from the client ripping off their clothes, mm. feeling my head suckling my nipple as opposed to a more clinical please undress. Of course. I think the various oils that you burn mm-hmm. in the office also sort of, they they have a rather hypnotic effect and, well, <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. Some of them maybe an aphrodisiac effect. Oh, absolutely. Because the oysters that you provide upon arrival may mm-hmm. also contribute to that. Absolutely. Well, of course, the sexual stage in development is the is a stage that we can most easily access, mm. right, in therapy. So you want you want your clients, as the youngsters say, horny as balls. Horny as balls is how you want your clients. Because if they're horny and they're yearning, mm. they are open. They are absolutely open, moist, wide, accommodating. Certainly, and moist and wide is the perfect, the perfect time to slip in your best teachings. Like, of course, your just your reaction formation. I think Deborah was. Deborah, as I like to call <laughs> you, do like to call me Deborah. Uh-huh. Of course, uh, I've shortened that to Debbie. Karen, Karen, Debbie. Look, I'm not attached to names, mm. and rightfully and... so. A name is comes from outside, and we're looking at what comes from inside. I think what we decided together, Pestle, was that um, Deborah was my inner child, the mm-hmm. the disabled child that you were nurturing. As a mother, and uh, Karen is my super ego overlooking the id that is Deborah, because that's what my own mother did call me very sternly. Uh-huh. She refused. That was her mother's name, of course, passed down from my grandmother to me. Um, yes. Yes, and of course, mm. what your mother called you, Deborah. It came from it. Oh. Yes. Oh. That, of course, though, is the number one place of sexual gratification and satisfaction, mm. is that which we cannot have. Mm. Yes. Mm. And your, your reaction formation, which, to the listeners that don't know, often in life, the things that we most dislike come out in an opposite reaction. For example, Deborah here. Deborah oh. just she would Deborah would see things that she didn't like, such as injustice in the world. And rather than hate on just injustice, would try to spin it and flip it and enjoy the injustice. And mm. through our therapy we managed to turn that around and once again hate injustice. An example of that was um, my excessive uh, indulgence in documentaries about Adolf Hitler. Oh, you did like mm. Adolf. I I became obsessed with the workings of his mind. Uh-huh. Adolf, there is a man who could have deeply benefited from, from sand play. From sand play and from pogo. Pogo therapy, of course, my favourite modality, mm. is when if someone's jumping on a pogo stick, mm. for five minutes they enjoy it, for ten minutes they enjoy it. But after 25 minutes, as the body is breaking down and they are jumping, 
That's when you really understand who they are. And we see a lot of regression. Mm. Right. Absolutely. We see people as they were when they were three years old, four years old, mummy, mummy, daddy, putting things in their mouth. Of course, <laughs> the final stage of pogo therapy being the insertion of the pogo stick into a selected orifice. Absolutely, of course. And I'll never forget your selected orifice. Oh, how could you? <laughs> well, a, a good choice, of course. Thank you. Excellent. I'm pretty sure it, it confirmed my my uh, fixation on on the anal phase. Absolutely. Mm. And the anal phase... Anal phase, that's when I knew that you would be a mentee that would stick around. That's Pogo stick around, uh, per se. Yeah, that's a common defence mechanism, um, a need for, for humour. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, we'll, something we will be continuing to work on, mm. of course. Um, but yeah, like, when I, I knew that you would be someone who I could really make something into because... Of course, the anus. What a... It takes the impure from your from within mm. and expels it. Expels. Much like a human expelling another human, mm. another human's skeletal remains. I, I hadn't even thought about working through the anus with my clients. I was so orally fixated at... Wow. 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 Yes. Oh, oh, God. What spurts from the mouth is just is just more complexity. Spew, spew, spew. This language. Yes. Oh, putting oh. language putting language on, on feelings is is to detach ourselves oh. from that very feeling. Absolutely. And what misguided the talk therapies? If you are talking, you are not listening. You are not listening. Maybe I'm not listening. Yes, Deborah, you must be listening and expelling. Listen oh, God. And expel. Oh. Sound therapy. Um, very powerful. One of the things that, of course, I did a weekend workshop in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, um, yes, sound therapy, my favourite, my favourite form which we, which we excelled at, record the orgasm mm. and just play that, play that as you go about your day. The sound of your own orgasm in your ears in a detached way, mm. there's no greater connection. Of course, uh, at the moment, um, I am suppressing all all sexual events in my body. Um, mm. So as to channel channel that energy into helping other couples yes. uh, reconnect with theirs. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I would say, Deborah. Mm. There is a time to come back to pestle to yourself. And I 
as your mentor think. We're, it's close, Deborah. Do you? I do. I, I, I don't know. I, I've, I'm going through a numbing. Um, I'm, I've, I've released myself from my physical form. I have, uh, I'm existing on a plane that is, uh, free of desires, um, really, really living in, uh, the wisdom, the wisdom of the universe right now, um, channeling, channeling all kinds of energies, uh, when, when required through, I mean, through, through the corporeal body, but of course, uh, only when required. Um, I prefer to, uh, present myself as a sort of, um, vapour to my clients, if that makes sense, Pestle. Ah, a vapour. Mm. Yeah, so once again, the vapour. Two types of vapour. There's the vapour that is brought in, mm -hmm. such as through a vape. Yes, yes. But then there is the vapour that is expelled through the anus in a, in a fart. <laughs> Be that type of vapor, Debbie. Mm. Be that type of vapor. Oh, oh God. Uh, do you really think I'm I'm ready to 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 inhabit again the physical world of of sexuality and and. Uh, <laughs> desires and that kind of thing. So, Deborah, once again, I think this is a two-pronged question. Are you ready? Only with the utmost care. However, Pestle mm. Mervington only engages with the utmost care. And when I was pogo-sticking here, mm. I just... I just took with myself in my bag an orange rind. Mm. And I think I think that will help. We'll, we'll use the orange rind and you'll once again feel whole with me. Of course, um... There's the game of netball that must occur before the rind is taken into my mouth. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, um, the orange quarters having their flesh sucked from the rind mm -hmm. at halftime mm -hmm. at the netball game and again <laughs> at the end in order to replace the electrolytes that have been spent from the body. Uh, oh, <laughs> In sports therapy. Uh -huh. mm. Yes. Yes, sports therapy. <laughs> of course, sport. Man. Sweat. Sweat. Excellent. <sighs> yes. The connection with the yang energy of the universe. 
the body odors. Absolutely. And sport, of course. When a gorilla woos another gorilla, mm. a lot of people see that as, as something animalistic, which, which of course it is. Mm. But also that ultimately is sport for the gorilla. Life is sport. Sport, competition, yes. survival of the fittest. Of course, our sport therapy. Evolutionary psychology. <laughs> Careful. Your favourite. Mm. My favourite, of course, to dismiss. Evolutionary psychology, of course. An absolute, an absolute petri dish for the misguided and the misinformed. Evolution. And, and the people on Reddit. <laughs> oh, people, as I like to call them, youth. Mm. youth. Far removed from, <laughs> from our age bracket, of course. <laughs> our age bracket and, of course, the wisdom that comes within that. Exactly. The decay of the flesh brings the maturation of, of wisdom. That's what I like to say. 100%. Mm. The loosening of the skin mm. results in a loosening too of fixations oh. and ideology. Yes. The destruction of collagen mm. and elastin leads to the destruction of masks. The mask, the mask, the mask, the mask. What is your mask that you put on today? Today, today. My mask is defensiveness. Yes. Mm. Wow, and I'm very proud that you you were able to see that. Thank you. Defensiveness just, just all over. I look at you and I see defence oh. for my for my approaches to you. Mm-hmm. To think that we've gone now for like over ten minutes and still your defences are up. Mm. My my head has not been touched. <laughs> my nipples remain dry. Oh. The defences. I I told you I've separated. I've vaporized. Of course. I, if you like, the vapour could, could settle on your nipples, uh, but I can't do anything about, about your bald spot. That's, that's a step forward. Let that vapour touch the nipple, Mm. enter the nipple. Okay. I'm... I'm sending my paper to you now, Pestle. Uh, but I want you to know that this is more for your benefit than mine. I simply cannot feel. <laughs> uh, I have. I've not allowed myself to respond to the touch of human flesh. Uh, I've been mostly engaging in equine therapy for my for my oxytocin requirements feeling feeling the bulk of a horse yes 
um, underneath me, of course, uh, right right up through the root chakra mm. and into the the vapour that I've become. Equine therapy, and I know you've heard this story, but forgive me as I repeat it for the listeners. Deborah, equine therapy, when my colleague, who I actually studied with, mm. was developing equine therapy, his name, of course, like known and like known and and like he was riding his horse one day and he realized the horse was ultimately his ego. Mm. And he was the super ego controlling the horse. Oh my gosh. And so as you as you guide that horse, you must always be bringing it back, bringing it back to your id. Come out, id. Id. Oh. Id. No, I don't want to. Yes. No, I can't come out today, Daddy. Yes, Daddy's here. No. Daddy's head is shiny today. <laughs> Daddy, I'm divorced from my body. I'm divorced from my desires. My baby desires. My little baby desires. Yes, your baby desires. Baby, baby wants, baby wants some sugar. Baby want Heinz chalky baby custard. Yes. Of course. Let me just reach into my bag and... There we go. Daddy always carry custard for baby. Yes, and what's on the head? Smeared. There we go. Oh, <laughs> yummy. Baby like. There we go. And some on the nipple, of course. Oh. <laughs> Yes. Baby feel connection. Absolutely. And of course, and of course from connection, we can then proceed to the purest form of connection, which is of course integral. Baby retreat. Baby go back to crib now. Okay, we've made some progress. We've made some progress. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Pestle, what just happened? That I was... feel I feel a a sort of um I don't I don't know, I just I wanna say ecstasy. <laughs> yes. We made some progress. Still so much. <sighs> so much room for growth. So much repression and denial. Mm. But we're getting we're getting closer. Did you bring the Lang Lang oil in today? I I didn't realise you're actually not allowed to have um to burn oils in this studio. Oh, and what's this? Not allowed. Not allowed by who? By by the universe? <sighs> by the 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 studio. The people that run I guess they they want to protect their 
their equipment. Um, mm. Yeah. So typical, yes. What is more important than human connection? Money, capital, the protection of capital. Freud, of course, said when human capital gets in the way, it must be raised. <sighs> I, Pessel, I'm exhausted. I, I think we need to wrap this session up. Mm. I, I'll of course see you next week. Um, when you, when you bring that nice cab sav round to my house. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I'll be bringing, of course, my rocking horse. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you, Dr. Pessel Mervington, for your for your time on the podcast. Um, I'm sure we'll be hearing more from you in the future. Thank you, listeners, and enjoy yourselves. Goodbye. I wish he would again. But that was on the outside. Things were different then. Hi, listeners. Karen again. Just wanted to say a big thank you for listening to today's wonderful episode featuring my amazing guests, who you can find out all about in the show notes. And it would make me feel really validated and worthwhile as a human if you could rate and review me on iTunes. And while you're there, of course, hit the subscribe button. And if you're looking to change your attachment style, follow me at Why Are You Here Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Send me your love questions. I'm here for you with unconditional positive regard. Okay, well, that's all for now, but I can't wait to be back in your psyche and your earbuds next week. Lots of love, Karen. Prisoners too. When morning comes around.